I slid through the open window and dropped to a crouch in the darkness. A dying fire hissed on the hearth, and the wind whispered against the stone walls of the tower. But the room was quiet. The moonlight was bright as day outside, and I pushed my hood back as my eyes adjusted. A straight wall cut the curve of the tower in half. Bunches of dried herbs and roots were strung from the heavy wooden beams. Hewn chairs draped with woven blankets sat next to the fire, and shelves lined the walls, piled with books and odd-smelling plants and strange objects. It was surprisingly cozy for a hag's lair. A deep blue sphere on a metal stand pulsed faintly next to me. I brushed a finger against it, and the light shuddered from blue to green. I yanked my hand back, cursing under my breath. Not even two steps into the room, and I was already leaving a trail. I poked it again, sighing in relief when it shimmered back to a pale blue. A skull with enormous fangs was sitting on the shelf behind it, but I dragged my attention away. I was getting distracted. As a boy, growing up poor and invisible, I'd always liked poking through people's homes, particularly when they weren't there to stop me from peeking behind doors or into closed boxes. Their belongings begged to be touched, silently challenging me to find a way. That might be considered a character flaw. Personally, I found it indispensable. Something stirred, thumping to the floor, and I tensed, yanking my dagger from my belt. I fumbled behind me for the glowing sphere holding up the pale light. Pulsating blue and green shimmered between the shadow of my fingers. I crept across the room to the thin bed against the wall, gritted my teeth, and yanked back the curtain around it. It was empty. But the blankets were still warm. I wasn't alone. Show yourself, 
I hissed, angling my back toward the wall. There was a thud on the table behind me, and I whirled to see two luminous green eyes shining out of the darkness. With a long breath, I shoved my dagger back into my belt. Hi, kitty, I said, scratching a finger behind the fluffy ginger ears. It stared at me, unblinking. My heart was racing. This job had me on edge. The sooner I got what I had come for, the sooner I could climb back out into the safe darkness. I set the sphere on the table and turned my attention to the door in the straight stone wall. I dropped to one knee, fiddling with the picks I'd slid out of my boot. The cat was watching me from its perch on the table. I'll only be a minute, I whispered. With a soft click, the door swung open, and I grinned into the darkness. Ahead of me, a hallway ran to the stairs that wound down through the tower. Another door stood across the hall, also locked. I balanced the sphere on my knees and set to work again. A single emerald eye was peering around the door jam at me. I thought witches had black cats. I closed my eyes, letting my fingers do the work. One hand on the latch, the other working at the lock. It's very hard to concentrate with you staring like that. I mumbled through the pick clenched in my teeth. The latch shifted and the door opened. I lost my balance, falling forward into pitch blackness. My picks clattered to the floor as I scrambled for a handhold. But my knees hit the stone floor and the sphere rolled into the middle of a dark, windowless room. Inside, shelves reached to the ceiling, full of sacks and crates and chests. I fumbled in my pocket for my instructions and smoothed the wrinkled paper against my chest, squinting at the thin writing. Storage room, black chest. I glanced around at the overflowing shelves. Any ideas? The cat was sitting in the doorway, tail curled around its feet, the tip idly twitching. I picked my way from one end of the room to the other, poking through the shelves. Your mistress is clever, isn't she? No doors, no windows except the one I came through. So tell me, is the door hidden or can she walk through solid walls? Gods, I hope not. I glanced nervously over my shoulder, half expecting to see an angry, wrinkled, haggish face sneering at me. But there was only the cat. 
I nudged a sack aside with the tip of my dagger. Do I want to know what's in these? Probably not. I've seen worse, sadly. Some sorry lout hired me to steal his brother back from a body snatcher. The stench, puss, you wouldn't believe it. Don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining. A man has to make a living, but this is a vast improvement. I sniffed appraisingly. Lavender. Your mistress has good taste. For a vile, insidious... Ah, here it is. A solid black chest had been tucked away in the highest corner of the farthest shelf. I carefully lifted it down and settled cross-legged on the floor next to it. There was no lock, no hinges, no mark of any kind, not even where the lid should lift away. This is a puzzle, I sighed. You wouldn't happen to know the trick, would you? The cat was sitting by my knee, its green eyes fixed on the box. I tapped my dagger against the black surface, but was only rewarded with a dull clunk. A ginger paw reached out to bat at it, but I snatched the cat up. Careful, puss, I whispered kissing its soft head before setting it in my lap and scratching absently between its ears. No telling what your mistress has up her sleeve. Maybe if I threw it out the window. Ow! Claws stabbed through my breeches into my leg. No? Fine, then. No guarantee that would work anyway. I cautiously laid my hand on the chest, hoping my leather gloves would protect me from any curses. The fingertips were cut away for climbing and lock-picking, and the metal pulsed against my skin. I tugged off my glove with a sigh. Here goes nothing. The cat meowed softly in response. To my amazement, my hand sank through the black metal. When I pulled it back, my fingers had closed around a silver chain. Found you, I said, grinning, and held up the amulet. A wrinkled black stone glinted in the green light. Who's the clever one now? I tucked my prize into my pocket and shoved the chest back where I'd found it. I'm tempted to take you with me, Kit, I said when both doors had again been locked and all that was left to do was scale down the slick walls. Can't be much of a life living here with a witch. With a soft chirp, the cat trotted to the hearth and leapt into a chair, wrapping its ginger tail around its paws. My foot was halfway to the sill when a voice spoke behind me. Care for a cup of tea? I froze, gripping the window frame until my knuckles whitened. When I turned, the cat was gone.
In its place sat a woman, watching me with the same green eyes, a ginger braid wrapped around her waist. She lifted a kettle from the hearth, and the heavy smell of hydrating leaves filled the room. I looked longingly over my shoulder to the open window. Cool air drifted through, taunting me. I could throw myself out and undoubtedly break my neck, but that might be better than the alternative. Tea? She asked again, holding out a cup. Is it poisoned? She laughed, but didn't answer. The cup stayed stubbornly extended. I cautiously took it and lowered myself into the chair across from her. My eyes locked on her, tensed for any attack. But she just poured herself a cup of tea. The cat still seemed to hover there, just below the skin. Her chin was sharply pointed, her cheekbones high with soft freckles on her nose instead of whiskers. She didn't look how I expected a witch to look, but that could be a facade, too. Putting on a pretty face to make men who had weaknesses for such things let down their guard. I had no intention of being one of those men. Her gaze flickered to my hand, nervously playing with the hilt of my dagger. I frighten you, she said. You're a witch. You're a thief. You turned into a cat, I said darkly, leaning forward. You climbed a tower with sheer walls, she said, leaning to meet me. I had done that, but no matter how proud I was of that fact, I wasn't going to let her distract me. You live in a tower with sheer walls. She shrugged. I like the view. If you're so harmless, why was I sent to steal the amulet? The amulet my client claims he needs to protect himself from you. She sat back and sipped her tea. Do you know what that amulet does? It cures warts. I stared at her. Warts? I echoed, pulling the amulet out of my pocket. You expect me to believe that? I risked my life for this thing. Why would he want a cure for warts? Her lips curved into a smile around the rim of her teacup. Because I gave them to him. She sighed when I narrowed my eyes at her, gripping my hilt tighter. He came to me and said he needed help with his wife. She was getting old and not as nice to look at, and could I please do something about it? So I did. I made it so he couldn't see her. 
Well, he was rather peeved and told me he wouldn't pay until I fixed it, and I said I'd done exactly as he asked. He called me a hag, and I may have been rather petty. She twitched the end of her braid between her fingers. I covered his feet and warts, the insufferable old pig. Told him I'd give him the cure when he'd paid. But I suppose he decided it was easier to hire you. There was no hint of a lie in her green eyes. I watched her, twitching my jaw. Then why turn into a cat? I was scared! It's rather alarming to wake to a strange man crawling through your window. She tugged the blanket on the chair around her shoulders. For the first time, I noticed her bare feet and the thin nightdress she wore. It may have been a trick, but maybe I was not the victim after all, but an armed man climbing through darkened windows. I'm sorry I frightened you, I muttered, rubbing the back of my neck. No harm done. I realized you weren't here for me. And I suppose I like being called clever, even if it is a thief doing the calling. I stared wide-eyed into the fire, excruciatingly aware she'd heard everything I'd said to the cat. And there was no way to hide the kiss I'd placed on her ginger head. She was smirking. That's quite a trick, I said, clearing my throat and throwing my arm across the back of my chair. Think you could teach me? She narrowed her eyes. You're already much too adept at getting into places you're not supposed to. I'm not helping you along. She took another sip of her tea, her nose twitching slightly as she gazed into the fire. I set my untouched cup aside and pulled myself to my feet. Well, I suppose I should be off before the sun rises. I still wasn't sure she was going to let me leave, even after her innocent act. My heart sank when she jumped to her feet and yanked a key out of her pocket. Wait there, she said, before unlocking the door and vanishing into the dark hallway. I could hear her rummaging around in the storage room. I was about to make a dash for the window, when she reappeared, a vial in her hand. Give this to the wife, and tell her she can drink it whenever she wants him to see her again. Though I wouldn't blame her if she never did. I think she actually enjoyed it, the poor dear. I lashed the vial to my belt and turned to the window, breathing a sigh of relief. The night air brushed against my cheeks beckoning me. How did you get up here? She asked, leaning out over the windowsill. Maybe I have a little magic of my own, I said, and winked at her. 
Either she had won me over, or whatever charms her thin face held were working. I had always had an unhealthy penchant for danger. She pursed her lips, but the corner of her mouth twisted into a smile. I don't get many visitors, witch and all that. I gazed out the window, looping my thumb through my belt. Well, I suppose I could stop by again, if I'm in the area, just to make sure you haven't fallen down the stairs and broken your neck. Her laugh followed me out the window into the night. I felt for holds as I descended the slick walls. Use the door next time, she called, leaning out the window. I grinned up at her. Where's the fun in that? When I looked again, a ginger cat sat on the sill, watching me, its green eyes glowing in the moonlight. Written and narrated by R.E. Rule. Music and production by Frank Narat. If you enjoy our show, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Join us on Patreon for as little as $1 per month to gain exclusive access to the Tiny Tales soundtracks. Visit us at tinytalespodcast.com for details. Thanks for listening.